AEW Battle of the Belts 6, in which no belts changed hands. I mean, I don't know about these Battle of the Belt programmes because it kind of just what it says on, on the tin, doesn't it? Every match is for the belts, but if, you, if there's no feeling that maybe the belts might change hands, then what's the point? And although I thought that perhaps the, the ROH tag belts might change hands, I wasn't convinced because we've had five of these and belts haven't generally changed hands in them at all. So, you know, the belts that are up for grabs here are Orange Cassidy's now called International Belt. Wasn't it Atlantic Belt? Uh, you've got um, Jay Gill's belt. That's not going to change hands, is it? Orange's belt is not going to change hands, is it? Particularly when you see who he's, who he's fighting. And then you've got the Lucha Brothers versus Hobbs and QT Marshall. Now, it might have changed hands, because it's the ROH belt, if, if not for the feeling that Hobbs and QT Marshall are no longer a good fit. I mean, they're, they're not really together now. Are they both on QTV? I don't think they are, are they? Hobbs has got a solo push, and um, he's got the book coming out, the book of Hobbs. It's not a bestseller, I don't think. And I, I never thought that they would, actually, that they would gain the belt. This is the best match of the night. Let's start with Orange Cassidy with Best Friends versus Drillistico. Now, Drillistico is the brother of uh, of uh, Rouge, and he's with uh, Lost Faction. You know the uh, faction. It, it, yeah, you know, you know the one. And um, in Ganar Place, yeah. And um, he's Rouge's brother. Uh, Jr. mentions it once. Mentions it again after the other match and thinks, I think I've already said that. I think he does anyway. Uh, and really, he's um, he's Dragon Lee, Drillistico. He's got a different... Um, I mean, still masked. He's got a different character now. Now, I have to ask you, so what has he done then to become the number one contender for the international belt? What's he done? Has he worked his way up? Is he? I'm not aware of him working his way up. Has Dragon Lee had all of his wins transferred to Drillistico? Even so, I don't think he was the number one contender. What makes him the number one contender? You see, that just just creates a bit of a oh dear feel about this, and it's all right. Shivani's trying to get some excitement in. Let's go, baby. He says to start with. Yeah, it's like come on, all you cats. It's a bit like that. And now the latest top ten single from Freddie and the Dreamers. That sort of thing. Look at this hot new band, the Beatles. Sort of thing. Anyway, you've got um, you've got early on Drillistico not letting uh, Orange do his shtick. You know, with the hands in the pockets, slaps him. Orange bails early on. Then he hits uh, an arm drag and a drop kick with his hands in the pockets. And that always looks interesting and exciting. It looks like it's difficult to do. Then they go to the outside. And um, Drillistico jumps onto all of them. Well, actually, both best friends and his mate, his brother, Roosh. And then um, they fight up the ramp. Now, that is an old wrestling trope, isn't it? They're fighting up the ramp, everybody. So there you go. 
you've got Drillistico taunting the fans for ages while we're seeing it picture in picture. And um, Orange comes back with a Michiroku driver and a DDT, which is nice. Drillistico, massive code breaker again for the two count. And a tilt-a-whirl Hurikanrana to an armbar, which is lovely. I'm not saying Drillistico can't wrestle. He's just great. And, um, but, you know, I just wonder about this. Then you've got a Canadian Destroyer from um, from Orange into a kick, which is just, I mean, I love it. An Orange punch to Jose on the outside, an Orange punch to Drillistico on the inside for the pin. It was a good match. And then Malachi Black is out. I can't really hear what he's saying. Um, to, I think, I thought he was challenging Orange first, but it's not. It's Buddy Murphy who's challenging Orange. Oh, and Jay White's here, remember? So that's something. Then we get the Mark Briscoe thing, which is him looking forward, not back. Jay Lethal's out. They've known each other for 20 years. He said, maybe we should work together. Mark Briscoe um, shakes his hand. And then the rest of the team, Jeff Jarrett and, you know, Deontay, not Deontay, Sonjay, not Deontay Wilder, why would he be there? Sonjay Dot and Satnam Singh come in and say, well done and uh, great to work with you and all that kind of, all those kind of things. And uh, Mark's not very happy about that. I, I didn't want it with all you lot, just Jay Lethal. Well, you must have seen them behind the camera, Mark. They must have been there waiting to come in. So you might have said, yeah, I'll fight. Or, or, I'll, or I'll work with you, because I've, I've known you for 20 years, but not those. Anyway, we've got a situation with... Because I think we've had Mark Sterling asking for his services before. We're going to have a situation where he's a free agent. A bit like Andre the Giant, remember that? A few years ago, many years ago, in WWE or WWF as it was then. Everybody wanted his services. There were lots of managers who were lining up, including Sherry. And if I remember rightly, wasn't he... Didn't, didn't he... Didn't he give her a spanking in the in the the, the boot of a car or, or something like that? Do I remember that rightly? Anyway, there'll be some kind of spanking shenanigans later on. It's not ideal any time, and it's certainly not ideal in this day and age. So that's what we've got. We've got Billy Starks versus Jay Cargill. Jr. sort of standing in um, in catering earlier and thought she was she was somebody's kid. Excalibur said, "Well, she is." <laughs> yes, she is. She's only 18, apparently. She had to get time off school, according to Excalibur, I think he said, for her to get this opportunity to um, to win the title from Cargill. She's not going to win the title from Cargill, is she? No, Cargill spanks her early on. I did say that was coming, didn't I? You know, as if to say you're only young. It's just not right. I don't like it. Shouldn't be happening. She then hits a fallaway slam, dumps her out of there. There's a suplex on the outside from Cargill. Um, Stark throws her to the ring post. Has to take two goes at that, actually. Then there's a, um, a drop kick to the to the back of Cargill, which knocks Cargill out the ring. A roundhouse kick from Stark, who I do like. You know, and then um, a snap flatliner, which is lovely. She misses a swanton because Cargill was supposed to get the, the, the knees up, I think, but it's too far, so she gets the foot up. Um, she counters the jaded, though, but then there is a kick, and the jaded is delivered for the pin. Um, Starks deserved more more offence there because she looked better when she was doing it, to be honest. I'm not a great Jay Cargill fan, you know that. And I, I am a Billy Starks fan because I've seen her working, I think it was either, either Dark or Elevation, one of the two. Anyway, Taya Valkyrie's out. She knocks Jay Cargill down with an elbow drop. Jay Cargill eventually bails and they will fight. And that will be a good fight if Jay Cargill 
give us a good fight. I don't know. Next we've got Alex Marvez with the Elite. The only one standing. They're still standing better than they ever did. I'm not sure about that because it's Brandon Cutler and uh, Michael Nakazawa. Brandon Cutler said that the Blackpool Combat Club are bullies. Well, they knew that already coming in. It's not, not news, is it? And they will stand tall. There's only two of them, so I'm not quite sure. Mind you, there's only three of the Blackpool Combat Club, isn't there? But um, it all depends which two people against which three people, doesn't it? Really, there are levels here, as they say in boxing. And your main event was the Lucha Brothers versus Hobbs and QT Marshall. Oh, I don't know. It, it, it was really rather good because of the Lucha Brothers mainly. There are kicks to Hobbs early on. He uh, hits QT on the uh, on the apron by mistake because he gets excited, I think. Huge Hobbs slam though. And Penta gives chops for everyone. You get a chop. Ow, you get a chop. Ow, all of that. They then tie Penta up by the mask, which has been done before. He's got that little bit of stream at the top of his mask to the ropes. Nasty QT punch to Penta. Lovely QT gut wrench power bomb. And then the champs hit a wheelbarrow destroyer. A roll through DDT. It's lovely. A Penta backstabber. Marshall hits the cutter. The diamond cutter. Penta rather walked into that. And there's a Phoenix splash off Penta's shoulders on the second rope. That's lovely. Aaron Solo has to get on the apron to cause a bit of a distraction. And Harvey... You know, they're... they're the the um the Hobbs and QT Marshall mate Harley should I say um, aims a kick at Alex at Alex's um, twig and berries you know the hype man his twig and berries yeah it was maybe the twig it maybe the berries it might be both but he didn't like it there was a QT feet on the ropes pin attempt for the two count but Phoenix rolled up for the pin and it was good but the program wasn't. There isn't very much reason to do this. Battle of the Belts, we need to think it's going to go. We need to think there's a simmering feud and this could be the night. We need to think that there will be new champions and there frequently are not new champions. And that was the case here. I don't know. It was okay matches. It was like an episode of Rampage. Rampage preceded it. Why would you bother? Put it to bed. Anyway, there's Wembley Stadium. <laughs> Oh, ta-ta.